0: Lee, it's, the, it's the lead play in our, in our
1: offense.
2: Tell have tackle, you take the defensive end if he's over
1: him. If he's not, you drive down the first man who's inside. You pull back, and tell him, take the first man outside the offense. No one shows,
0: you go right by them and feel inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he inside. the YN has the linebacker in, he cuts all the way around. If you look at this play where we'll we're trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.
3: What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to email the show, you can send a message to PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text the show at 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. We may have Emilio hopping on here uh, in a little bit as well. He's running a little bit behind. Jacob was supposed to be back on the show tonight, but uh, I'm guessing Date Mike took back over. I don't know, Tim. What do you think?
0: It's either date Mike or uh, maybe he's just grinding it out at the at the J.O.B. So um. yeah, I know
3: this. Anytime you mention date Mike and then grinding it out right after that. <laughs> no, not a good look. <laughs> anyway, all right. Oh, just want to give a quick shout out to everybody in the chat. We got a, a herd in here tonight. We got Josh Martin. We got goose. We got Eric Sutherland, Marbley. Um, let's see uh, Zane Strong. Uh, let's see Boz. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of people in here. Chad Inc., man, it's gonna get to the point where I can't give the shout-outs. It sucks too. Sam H, like I said, Josh Martin, Chris N. in the chat. Yeah, it's already, man, they're they're they've already lit it up too. We got some catching up to do already, already. <laughs> um, let's do this, man. I want to start first things, let, let's get let's kind of go through the chat real quick and just kind of test the pulse here. Okay. Um obviously Josh Martin just says, hey, Goose says I'm much more okay with the trade now as I realize this year is a wash. And uh Russell sadly wasn't going to be a part of a full rebuild. I expect more to be shipped off come this offseason. Okay, so Goose is uh Goose is kind of okay with the trade now. Um, let's see here. Uh Eric Sutherland, make sure we're not missing anything else. Marbley in the chat says, Man, I want to go to the Packers draft in 2025 so bad. I'm gonna be there. I just just asked Mandy just a second. Ago. She was up here hanging some pictures on the wall for me. And she was I'm like, right, yeah, we're going to the draft 2025. All right, let's do it. So We've got to get ahead of the curveball, ahead of the ball there, Tim, and and make sure that we got us a good spot and all kinds of everything set up. We're gonna we're gonna do it upright, man. I think it would be awesome to have just a live a live pod going and oh yeah, a meet and greet type thing it would be absolutely awesome. So.
0: Boots on the ground, man. I'll, I'll help out any way I can. Whatever Thank you guys you. need, let's do it.
3: Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Um, Eric Sutherland, a little bit of sarcasm. I'm going to go ahead and forewarn you guys. There's some sarcasm in this. He said, as long as the rebuild includes Myers and Newman, moving forward, I'm all in. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, dude, It's uh, it's been pretty wild. We'll come back to the chat here in a minute. Um, let's see here. Yeah, yeah, we'll come back to the chat in a minute. I want to start off with this, Goose, or uh, not Goose, but Tim. Um, so I did a poll question yesterday on Goody, right? And here's what I asked. I said, Poll for tonight's show. I meant tomorrow night's show, but you know, you get it. How do you grade the roster that Packers GM Brian Gudikins has constructed? Okay. And I said, A, trust the process. B, mistakes were made. C, average at best. D below average. Right. And I think I mentioned this as we were signing off last night. I can't remember. But many people said, where's the F? I mean, many people were asking about that. So obviously the winner of the poll here and, and guys, this was no small sample size. We had one thousand one hundred and thirteen votes um, was D thirty seven point five percent below average. Uh, C average at best came in second at twenty six point seven percent. B, mistakes were made at 22.8%, and A, trust the process at 13%. So essentially what you're saying is, you know, if you if you include average at best and below average, which I think we would all agree is not good enough, right? Um, I mean, you're looking at what, 40, uh, let's see, or I'm sorry, 50, 63%, 64% said basically, nah, this ain't good enough, this ain't going to cut it. And that's the part that bothers me is, uh, Tim, you know, everybody's just kind of, we're like okay with this roster, like I, I don't I don't understand how anyone can look at this roster and go, okay, here's how they're performing and we're okay with that. Now listen, I, I completely understand that coming into this year, uh, there was many people that were very optimistic, us us being those same people. And we're we're gonna be the first to admit when we're wrong. We're not gonna be like some of these other people that are just wishy washy and jumping around. Oh, what are you doing? We know it's gonna be a rebuild. Like, come on, people. Let's let's don't pretend like that was That was what everybody was saying. As a matter of fact, if you guys remember in the offseason, there was a whole lot of stink about the media calling this a rebuild. And and at that time, everybody was rushing to it. This ain't a rebuild. This is a loaded roster, blah, 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 right? Injuries do play a factor, absolutely, right? Uh, There's no doubt about that. But when you trade away Russell Douglas, what it says, and make no bones about it, what it says to him is – You're not competing in 2024. That's what it tells me because you had him for a very, very, very reasonable cap number for a top 10, top 20 corner, which is what he was, right? You had him at a reasonable number next year. And it's, well, we can just free up that cap room next year. Okay, so you're saying you don't want to compete next year either. I'm not – listen, I'm not saying Rasul is the key to us competing next year. But when you send that statement to your locker room, what you're saying is this is a full rebuild. Make no two two ways about it, right? Right. Um, so I wanted to point out that poll real quick, right? Yep. And then um, we got this as well. Actually, why don't we do this? Why don't we start dipping into the press conference? I know you're excited about this, Tim. I've got – I have basically um, – I think it's something like eight minutes, okay? And and I'll try to speed it up, but there are some gems in here, okay? And I want to make sure you can hear it okay. So if you would, confirm for me that you can hear it when I play it here. But let's – we heard from Brian Gudikins today, so let's, let's hear what he had to say.
4: Oh, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough one because of what he means to our team. But at the same time, you know, we weren't looking to move anybody. Um, got a call kind of um, out of the blue a few days ago, and it ended up being, you know, we kind of weren't really interested in doing it. Um, but at the end of the day, um,
3: um, the offer was kind of too good to pass up. He had been one of the more outspoken people in the locker room about how. So I just want to say this Tim. Remember, we were going, maybe Sewell went and asked him for a trade, right? Too good to pass up, <laughs> and here's the thing: in him in a
0: fifth for a third, that was too good to pass up. Dude.
3: <laughs> Calm down, Tim. Believe me, I feel exactly the same way. Jason Wildy, who we've been critical of on this program, right? And again, I don't have, I don't have any ill will toward, uh, toward uh, Wildy. I think he's been with the team for a very long time. He brings a perspective from his own admission. He's not a fan, right? So he's a little bit harder on the front office, a little bit harder on the team. He's never been hard on the players, but he's very hard on the team. Um, He asked some questions in this presser that you could tell everybody else in the room was pretty scared to ask. And he kind of holds his feet to the fire a little bit. And I want you to hear how this exchange goes. But, yeah, what you were saying, Tim, like and one of the things he says, I guess I'll go ahead and ruin it, but we'll hear it here in a second. Willie said, "You know, well, you know, it's not really a third. You said you got a third, and it was too good to pass up. On it's not really a third. You gave a fifth, and when you balance that out, it essentially comes to a fourth round pick. I mean, that's basically what you're looking at as far as you're looking at the the chart, right? The value chart. But let's let's hear what else he's got to say here. What Matt said after this last game was a mess. Did, did that have any bearing? that no, at all. No
4: you know, Rasul's been a really good leader for us, really positive leader for us, so um, really had nothing to do with that.
0: So along those lines, um, you you swapped the draft picks as well, but Rasul's a, you mentioned the leadership, he's a good player, Um, is that, I guess in the middle ground, it's like a fourth round pick, basically, you get farm right, kind of down to two, is that worth it for a productive starting guy who's a leader?
4: Yeah, we thought it was the best interest in the Packers. I mean, obviously in the short term, you lose a good player, that's tough. Um, But at the same time, I think um, looking kind of, you know, long term, it's going to be in our best interest. So anytime you get a third-round pick that's going to kind of be within the top 100, uh, probably going to be in the top 50 players you have on your board. Um, You know, that's something I think was just too too good for us to pass up. We wish him well. Uh, He served us well while he was here. And um, like I said, we're excited about the opportunities it presents for some other guys.
0: Back to Jordan, you've got an enormous decision to make there,
3: right? I mean, even- All right, so we'll come back. He's asking about Jordan right here, and I want you to watch Goody's face. Doug in the chat said, Will, he brought the heat today. He absolutely did. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things right there, Tim, um, obviously he's kind of setting himself up to say, okay, we, you know, we did what's in the best interest of the club, right, which is picking up essentially fourth-round fourth value, right, in the form of a third-round pick with you giving a fifth, right? So essentially you're saying you're, your organization is better off without him having picked up that pick, right? Well, later on he makes a comment too. And, and again, a little spoiler, but we'll get to it. Later on he makes a comment and says, right now we're just focused on beating the Rams. And Wilde literally <laughs> hits the brakes and says, so you, you, you're you sitting here saying the top priority is to beat the Rams? You Surely you can't think letting Russell Douglas go Gives you a better chance to beat the Rams. <laughs> like he comes to me, he comes off looking pretty bad in this. But here he's he's being asked about Jordan Love, and look at this. Look at the look on his face right here. Watch this.
0: If you the season doesn't go right, you might end up top five pick, or you got to give him a contract extension. I mean, there's these humongous variations. How do you, so what do you need to see out of him
3: the next? I, time was, I mean, I,
4: obviously there'll be time for that, Bill. I, I think right now we're worried about being the Rams. You know, that's that's the most important thing. So. Right now, it's just about, we we have a lot of faith in Jordan. And I think so, you know, we got to get the offense playing better. And when that does, those things will take care of themselves. But right now,
1: I think we're really focused on the Rams. Goody, how do you balance that? You know, you can say we're focused on beating the Rams, but your chances of beating the Rams didn't get better by trading Rasul yesterday, (laughs) right? Like, with what you've got at corner now. So how do you you balance it? I know you don't like the word rebuild and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, but, you know, if this is in the best interest of the team, it's because you're getting to move into the third. I mean, you didn't even you didn't get a third-round pick for him, right? Like, you gave up a fifth-round pick as part of it, which could be toward the top of the fifth round, potentially. So how, how do you balance the we want to beat the Rams on Sunday with what you're trying to do long-term? Yeah, I, think, I
4: mean, you look at it all, right? You look where your team's at. And I think uh, for us right now, I think um, we have some young players at that position we really like, and we want to see play. We need to see play, right? And, um, you know, again, um, you know, to me, it's about, you know, we got to play better as units, offense, defense, and special team. Play complimentary football. We haven't done that. And I think, um, you know, this is, again, I know whenever you take any player away from your football team, it's tough to get better, right? But at the same time, I think, you know, my job is to kind of keep an eye on right now, but also, you know, an eye on the future. And um, again, getting a pick in the top 100 was something
1: that I just didn't think we could pass up at this time. So, you, that was kind of what you said, too, when we talked about uh, Mercedes and not bringing him back, right? So. The other part I'm curious about is, you know, I saw Rasul on Monday in the corner of the locker room with Wicks and Valentine, and he was clearly talking to them, kind of trying to build them up and say, we gotta get our act together, right? He walked off the field with Jordan, trying to kind of pump him up Mm -hmm. too. I'm wondering, do you have to consider when you're weighing this trade, what the message is to the locker room for the guys that are in there now? Sure. And if and what do you think that message is or how that gets received? Yeah, no, I mean, you,
4: you consider all those things. I think you consider all those things. And quite frankly, at the beginning, that's why I said, no, I'm like, yeah, not, you know, for what was being offered, it didn't make any sense. But once it got to a certain point, it's there's some offers you can't refuse. And this is one of those, you know what I mean? For the player. And um, again, we wish him well, but I also think, you know, right now that there's um, there's opportunity. And I have a lot of expectations for players to step into leadership roles that need to step into leadership roles. Um, I think they've done that. Um, we've seen, certainly seen some evidence of that, and I think I'm, that needs to continue to grow. And um, and I'm I'm hopeful and excited that it will.
1: Once
3: you make the it- one move. All right, so let's let's hit a pause there, Tim, and get your take on all that real quick. Let I me mean, stamp that four twenty mark. What's your take so far, man? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's a rebuild. Just say it. Just say it's a rebuild.
0: statement, blah, blah, blah. I wish we had a little bit better uh, video quality on that. We could see the beads of sweat dripping off his forehead. (laughs) Um, And clearly he was uncomfortable with some of those questions, which uh, finally a little golf clap for the uh, media for holding him to the fire a little bit. Uh, Big props to the press corps there. Um, But, you know, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, it's like my homegirl Jess said on Twitter today, she said, you know, this man came here and traded away Devante and he traded away Aaron Rodgers. Now he traded away Rasul Douglas. And this is, this is his attitude. This is kind of, you know, his response. It's like, our, you know, you wonder why people are upset. Um, you know, I'm trying to find out how this makes sense. And, uh, I, I was the first one that, you know, you were the one who broke the news to me when we got the text and I, I couldn't believe we gave, I, I could see Rasul for a third, but what I didn't see was Rasul and a pick for a third. And, and it, it still doesn't make much sense to me. Um, I guess we'll see what the future holds, but, uh, it's not a good look and Goody clearly, um, and, and to his credit and to, to all of our credits let's understand being a gm in the nfl means you're not going to really give a rip about what the fans think at the end of the day your job is to make decisions you're paid millions of dollars to make decisions for uh for your football team so i don't think how we feel was anywhere in that uh decision making process but um i don't know i he he did shed a little light onto what i said yesterday was maybe they're high on valentine Maybe they're high on some of these other corners that they've brought in um, as they continue to work out more. I believe there was a couple more that came in uh, this week that have been worked out. So it's a youth movement. Um, so I guess we'll see. I can't wait to see Carrington Valentine start uh, on on Sunday. I'm assuming that's what what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm not impressed with the press conference. Um, mm-hmm. It is fun to see them squirm a little bit. Um, but other than that, I don't I, I figured I wouldn't get much out yeah. of Goody, especially not a straight answer.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and of course, they're going to try to be as guarded as possible. But, you know, they and people are going, well, they can't come out and say that, you know, it's a rebuild because they'll lose the locker room. <laughs> Did you guys? locker see room's gone? Today? Yeah. And, and we'll talk about that here in just a second. Josh Martin with the Super Chat. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate you supporting the stream, man. He said, all that came out of yesterday's trade was that Preston Smith got promoted to cornerback, too. <laughs> I admit, I was wrong on thinking this wasn't a rebuild year. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I don't ever look at, like, when you when you have a year where you're going in you're young, I don't think a coaching staff and players are going, hey, you know what, guys, we'll just do the best we can. Like, you're, you're exhausting all – avenues right of of any way to make your team better and there was actually a question asked here in a minute I think it's on this as well where essentially what they asked him was um something along the lines of uh god what was it I'm trying to think I drew a blank we'll get to it here in a minute it was something along the lines of, of team building or what have you and it, it's just like he, he'll the thing that gets me about it Tim he says one thing And then literally two minutes later, he says something that's totally opposed to the previous, you know, thought. Hey, man,
0: this guy has definitely got a career in politics after football if (laughs) if if he needs one for sure, because it is it's like a politician, you know, which way is the wind blowing today? That's that's how I'm going to address the uh, the questions.
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. We got Robert Allen. Thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you, man. That that means a lot to us, bud. He said, Matt LaFleur, Presser, why is the running game worse than last year? Matt LaFleur, many reasons, scheme, defenses. But what are we emphasizing this week? Is pad, What we are emphasizing this week is pad level. So our pad level is worse than last year. Same guy, same guys, WTF. That's the thing that's like you can tell the team has regressed. Tim, it's regressed since the first of the year, right? And, and I'm pretty sure that's what Robert's saying here. And, again, thank you for the super chat, Robert. Um, it, it's like when you – when you regress from last year, that's one thing. Okay, man, look, we're taking a little bit of a hit here. But when week after week after week, the team continues to regress, what the heck's going on? Right. And it's all across the board. You know, uh, some people like to blame the defense. Some people like to blame the offense. Some people just like to blame Jordan Love. Some people refuse to blame Jordan Love. And the only thing they'll do is blame the receivers for these drops, which is still. Mind-boggling to me. Yes, there were drops, no doubt about it. But some of these that they're claiming are drops, like the Christian Watson one in the end zone. He's got two defenders hanging off of him.
0: Even the one to Jones that everyone was crying about Jones dropping was, was 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 hot. Uh, it was late, high, and behind him. Yep. So, you know, I'm not that's eight that's an 80 20. That's 20% on Jones. Like, hey, it hit hit your hands. Maybe you could have caught it here's the other thing look at that play for example let's say he catches that ball what is it two yards so like what are we what are we doing anyway
3: like yeah. and on the check downs like that you you know you want to get to that people pretend like that flat those swing passes is something that that's your last resort no it isn't it's it's you're reading you're reading middle open middle closed high low right yeah and then as soon as you realize it's got to go to the flat, it's not well, – It's got to go. It's got to get out. Get it to him with momentum yeah. and get up the sideline. Um, it's just – I don't know, it's wild. It's yeah, milder. that Jones
0: play is a great example. He he padded that ball and he waited too long. If that ball was thrown in rhythm, it's probably not two yards. It's probably eight to 12 up the sideline or something Yeah. if he's hitting that guy in rhythm. But instead it's late and it's behind him. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that one to Musgrave over the middle too which at first glance looked like it was a great throw and, you know, all of that. But that was a little late, too, you know, yeah. and it hit him in the shoulder pad. So I I don't know.
3: Yeah, and that's another one, too, in the flat. That, there was people saying that that was a, a drop in the flat there to uh, to Musgrave on play. Dude, it was like three feet off of the mark. He had to turn his body completely around and try to get a hand on it. It's just wild. And, again, it's not all Jordan Love. It's not all the receivers. It's not all the offensive line. It's not all the defense. It's not It's not all Joe Barry, although that's a real popular one. I mean, it's just from the top to bottom. And, and you know, it screams that there's a culture problem. Last year we were saying that, Tim, but the majority of the people that were saying there were a culture problem in Green Bay were going, it's 12. 12's messing this locker room up. 12 yeah. has gone. We can't blame them anymore. You know, smug Thanks. industry with the super chat. Thank you so much, buddy. Uh, Rodgers gave this guy too much credit when he called him Jerry Krause in the group chat. Jerry actually built something. Um, I mean, it, it's it's tough because one one thing that you can go to, Tim, and it really, really, really makes the Goot supporters upset, go to his record as a GM when Aaron Rodgers is not on the field. It is Horrible. Right. now, I don't have the exact number, but I, I did look it up once before. and I was like, oh, my God. Same thing for Matt LaFleur. But, you know, with Goody, it's like, again, it's how he kind of just stands up there. Like 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 he's built something. Yeah. And I, I really didn't think we would be sitting here on November 1st, 2023, after Pat McAfee went all in on him. Right. Basically saying, is he a good GM? Is he a good GM? And you know he's getting his information from Rodgers. Rodgers is telling him, no, this dude's trash. Yeah, I guarantee you he's saying that. And I'm not sitting here saying Goody is trash. What I am saying is, are we not allowed to grade his roster moves? Because when you do it, boy, people get upset. It's amazing. But Smug Industries, thank you so much for the super chat, man. Um, You got anything else you want to add, Tim, before we go back to the presser here?
0: Uh, No, let's just get through it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here we go.
4: Why not – look to deal maybe some of the other veterans who might have, who might have, you might, have, you might not call. Them. Yeah, like, yeah. said, so we were kind of just looking to deal anybody. Um, quite frankly, we were kind of looking to add maybe something if we could. Um, that didn't transpire, but the, this kind of came out of nowhere and um, just made sense for our football team. How raw did you think Watson was coming out relative to, you know, fairly high picks like that? Um, that not any more than most. So what do you think, has that panned out, or do you think, was he a little more raw than you thought coming out? No, no I just think right now our offense isn't playing well as a whole, you know, which I think limits opportunities for, for all the guys. Um, so I don't think there's any, like, rawness there that I need to worry, that we need to worry about now. These, I know everybody talks a little bit about our team being young. We're seven games in. I mean, that whole young thing's out the window, right? We're, they're professional football players. There's expectations. Um, and, you know, so we're not shying away from that.
1: Evaluate him as effectively a rookie then since he doesn't have those scars, he doesn't have a lot of snaps, or is he not that because he... Yeah, I don't really
4: look at it like that. You know, um, we're just evaluating a first-year player, you know, if if that makes sense, you know, because he's really, you know, had his first chance to go out there and and game plan week in and week out. Um, You know, so to me right now, it's just like, it's really looking at the small uh, victories, the small improvements, and making sure we're moving forward. Um, If that doesn't... You know, if that stops happening, then there's problems. But right now, I think uh, we're seeing little things. Um, we just got to get going in the first half. What,
1: what are those little things?
4: I just think the way he's seeing things, the way he's commanding the team, um, certainly the adversity he's going through and how he responds to that. Um, you know, he's, he's, I think when he sees things for a second time, he's doing a good job with things. But sometimes the first time things can catch him a little bit. Um, but again, it's
3: like, you know. Tim, I see you shaking your head, bro. I'm, I'm blown away. Like every, The way it, he's seeing things,
0: Yeah, the, he the, was the only one on the field who thought it was a pass.
3: <laughs> at the end of the, every game, too, it comes down to an opportunity for him to win the game. And every time, he's refusing to take checkdowns, forcing the ball deep, and throwing an interception.
0: This would be easier to, to listen to had we seen improvement. You
3: right? Know, exactly. Improvement
0: after the Raiders game were, and then improvement after – um, the Broncos game, you know, improvement week to week, even if we're taking the losses and the bumps and bruises, as long as we're seeing improvement in our, our play and we're not, right. you know, the one thing I will agree with Goody though, is, you know, I think there's some truth to what he said there about the offense as a whole is struggling and not playing well. Absolutely. And, that, and that's going to that's gonna limit opportunities when it comes to whether it's Scoot or Jaden Reed or Tay Wicks, whoever we're talking about, you know, the, the, you know, if you got a car that's got a bad transmission and a bad motor and bad
2: brakes, I mean, it's not going to... In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. The whole
0: car is not going to perform very well um, until you fix these issues. So, um, you know, the offense as a whole has got to play better. He's not lying about that. So, I mean, I guess there's some truth in this press conference so far.
3: (laughs) But, yeah, you know, as far as like the love talk, right? Like we got to give them a whole year. But like people were saying, this thing is such a mess. Are we getting a true evaluation? And I think that's a fair argument. I do. The problem is. You can't stand up there at the podium, and you're the one who built the roster, and then be like, "Yeah, well, you know, we just, uh, yeah, we just, it's going to be hard to evaluate them when we don't. What else do you need? What do you <laughs> like? You handpicked everyone on this roster, right? Yep. Like,
0: and they're not all misses. Like, I no, think no, absolutely. We, can't, all, we not, yeah. can't, we can't say that we're not happy to have Rashawn, and you know, there's there's some picks here that did make me happy um but overall
3: (laughs) goody's not my favorite right now yeah me too man and i and listen i was a big fan of goody i was um now if we had had this type of result you know obviously without aaron Rodgers at quarterback i wouldn't have been as big a fan but you know i i showed tim a soundbite you guys can probably find it on my twitter um where there was a uh I can't remember the name of the podcast, but there's a, a guy on Twitter that's got a podcast. He tweeted the video of Brian Gutekinds in his very first press conference as new GM. And they asked him about communicating and all that. And he said it was very important for him to communicate to the fans and how much the fans mean. And then they asked him today the same, basically the same question. And he literally says, yeah, I mean, I'm just not, you know, I'm not worried about communicating with the fans. And it's, it was like, Whoa. Okay. And, and the comments were lit. They were absolutely lit. It's just, it's hard for me to get behind that. I don't know, man. Like you, yeah. you're, you're now deep into the, this is your Pat McAfee said it and people don't want to admit it, but Pat said it. This is now your roster. This is what you built. You inherited some things when you came in. That's true. And, and a lot of people got upset when he said that, but it's 100% factual. You inherited Aaron Rodgers, right? And now you trade him away. And the team goes to absolute crap, and then one of the the top two performing defensive players, you now decide to trade, all because you can save six and a half million dollars against the cap next year and put you in a better spot to build for the twenty twenty five season. It's like that's I don't know, man. That's a tough, tough. I'm amount. telling you that
0: that that third round pick's getting packaged and it's yeah. getting traded. I, I I can smell it a mile away. I yeah. I don't see him.
3: And he, take- he he smirked too when they mentioned that. Like, you know, do you do you got to you know look at drafting a quarterback this year? He smirked and just kind of went around the question. But let's try to let's try to finish it up. We got a few more minutes here. Let's let's see what else he says. There's a couple of gems in here, I know. We're really doing a good job on certain things, and it may not show that because the rest of the group's
4: not, you know. And then there's other times the rest of the group's doing some good things, and maybe he's not. So it's it's trying to get everything
1: lined up together and aligned. So, Coach real quick, Lauren asked you about messaging to the fans, and but. Covered this team for a long time. There haven't been many seasons where we were kind of in this spot around the trade deadline. I mean, there's been a few, yeah. but I, you know, there's a segment of fan base that now is kind of rooting for you guys to lose more so your draft picks are higher, right? There, there are definitely teams in this league that tank yeah. and move a bunch of players. Why? Can I you don't know I'll really, really be I'll push back because I don't think people tank. I really don't. You really? Um,
4: I don't. I think uh, people make decisions based on their situations, but I don't think anyone in this league, really tries to
1: tank. So. You don't think when teams move like four or five veteran players, they're not like doing no. that, knowing that the results are going to be poor. I think, I think they may look at their situation, situation and
4: think that they are building for the future, um, but they're not tanking. They're not trying to con- to lose. I think everybody goes out there and tries to win every single game. I think sometimes you have. An Are you hearing this, Tim? I
0: can't. Hey, I hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? It's fine. You know what? He's right. Oh, nobody's trying to tank. Okay, well then they're all just okay with losing. We'll just say that you're you're saying you're perfectly okay with losing the rest of the year.
3: It's, so it sounds it's, like
0: tanking to me, but you know, potato, potato, man, whatever. It's
3: literally like you know you didn't come into work. You didn't want to come to work. Yeah, I wanted to come to work. I, I couldn't. My car, my car was broke down. You took the battery out of it. Like that's <laughs> that's why you couldn't come in
4: work. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Our assets that may help you more the next year than it does at the moment. Um, but I don't think anyone ever tanks in this league. Okay,
1: so we can agree to disagree on that, yeah. but the bottom line is, why is it important to, to keep a winning culture and when things are tough, that it, you can't afford to have things go really, really south? You don't, and you fight like hell to prevent that from Yeah, okay. I think no matter the, what
4: adversity you have, I think it's really important to keep the locker room Tight. You know, and I think that's very, very important and um, to understand that this is not an easy league and that the only way you get out of, you know, situations um, are, is to keep working and keep coming together. So I think that's important um, and I think also to kind of, you know, m- maintain the expectations of what they are around here. I think that's really important. Um, and um, you know, again, the excuses of being young and all that, it's easy to fall back on those things. But um, I just I don't think we have any time for that.
3: That's the other thing, too, in uh, United Bates with the Super Chat. Here, we'll get to it in just a second, buddy. We see you too, Boz. We appreciate you, man. Um, you know, he t- talking about you can't use youth as, an, as a, you know, what a, whatever, as a excuse. But what do we hear all the time during the pressers? Well, these guys are young, and it's going to take reps, and it's going to take – now all of a sudden it's, well, they're they're not rookies anymore. We're seven games into this thing, or however many games it is. And it's like, which is it? One yeah. second you're saying it takes all this time for these rookies to develop. The next second you're saying they've got seven games under their belt, so that's not an excuse now. It's like, I don't know, man. It just it seems like a weird way to attack the culture in the in the locker room. But United Bates uh, here in the with the super chat, he says, GMs make tough decisions in the best interest of the team. I feel like Goot may be making tough decisions in the interest of Goot. I hope I'm wrong. It's just strange because, like, you know – To me, all signs point to, Tim, and you correct me if if you disagree, man. To me, all signs point to, okay, when Mark Murphy is replaced in 2025, there's a better chance that the new person will come in and go, all right, I want to handpick my guys, right? I want to handpick my GM and let them help me find, you know, my head coach, right? And you put your stamp on it because any bit of a success that they're going to have coming in, well, Murph, this is Murphy's success. That's just by human nature. That's how, that's exactly what happened before, right? You know, with, with the whole, you know, think about it. When Goot came in as GM, right? They had just made the change to Matt LaFleur, right? Well, to the best of my knowledge, yeah. uh, Bob Harlan was the one who hired Mike McCarthy, Right. So you hire, he's the one who hired Mike McCarthy, and then when he steps down, I think it was either 2000 and – what was it? It might have been 2007 or two thousand. I can't remember the, the year or whatever. Mark Murphy comes in, right, and he's kind of working off of what Harlan had, but now he's got his quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, right? Okay, this is his regime now. All right, here we go. We're off and running. And now, I don't know, man, as we replace Mark Murphy in 2025 – It just doesn't make sense as to why Goot would be trying to rip it down right? and then try to make a run, I guess, make a run the year of 2025 because he knows his job's going to be on the line. And that's what kind of sparked that thought in my mind when United Bates said it. I feel like Goot's making tough decisions in the interest of Goot. I think that's very well worded. I I agree.
0: agree. I almost feel like Goody thinks that uh, maybe he's going to outlive – lafleur and his staff and you know mark murphy's retirement and he'll still be here and i'm not so sure um i was talking to my wife about this she made a great point what are we why are we entrusting these people with a rebuild when they're not going to be here (laughs) like like when it's all said and done as we look to the future you know this team that we put together is is goody going to be here is we know murphy won't be here um and there's no guarantee Matt Lafleur will be here. Uh, how many years left on his deal? Is he 2025 20, or 26? Mm-hmm.
3: He so. yeah he he got an extension. Okay. Again, that was uh, it was after I think it was after Rogers' second MVPs when he got the extension because that's okay. why the very next year when you know Rogers has the down year breaks his thumb, that's why Michael Lombardi was saying his famous yeah. quote. I love that he said. Aaron Rodgers got everybody a contract extension, got Goot one, he got LaFleur one, and now yeah. it's his fault that they're not winning. <laughs> it's like Yeah. yeah Funny how
0: that works out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just you know, hey, nobody's immune to firing. I mean, if they could fire Mike McCarthy with a handful of games left in the season, a guy yeah. who brought you a title, then Matt LaFleur's Absolutely. not not immune to that either. So I just think it's interesting that, you know, the cat's out of the bag now. You know, call it what you want. It's a rebuild, guys. Like here we are.
3: Yeah. No doubt, Boz. Thank you for the super chat, buddy. He says three simple words: "Frank the Tank." <laughs> All right. And then uh, uh, Jake Shavink in the house. Appreciate you swinging through, buddy. He Says, "Embrace the tank."
0: Oh well, I don't. I don't think anybody tanks in this league.
3: No. The, well, Goody said they don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know what he says is gold, right? So it ain't even that he that he said it, Tim. It's how he said it. He like right. laughed and took a drink of water. Like nobody tanks in this league. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> The value you see in that third round pick now,
4: Mm -hmm. with your current situation,
3: talking about the value of the third round pick.
4: Um, How that was to you in your mind, you know, more worth for
1: what your needs and where you're going Mm -hmm. than keeping a a veteran play. What you can do with that third round pick? Is it? Do you think that there's a great class coming that can fill your needs when you get there next
4: spring? Yeah, Yeah. there's a pretty good class coming up, but it's more about that's a four year contract, four year rookie contract. Um, it also, you know, it also frees up significant amount of resources um, from the cap for next year as well. You know, so I think it's it, it's everything that's involved in that. Um, and then just kind of looking at our team right now and some of the young guys that need to play, and uh, making sure we know what we know there as well. So there's there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, but um, again, you know, we're we're trying to beat the Rams. That's the number one focus right now, this week. But the, but from my aspect of it, there's always a little bit of uh, you know one eye on the future as well.
3: What are you giggling about? He
0: doubled down on we're trying to beat the Rams this week. He (laughs) doubled down on it, man. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. So, anyway, that was pretty much – I think that was all of it. Um, I'm sure you're happy that it's over, Tim, but – I don't know, dude. Again, there's, there were some other comments in there, too. I didn't hit on everything. I tried to pick out the ones that kind of applied to the, the conversations we had yesterday, which was absolutely awesome talking with people in the chat. And I love the fact that some people disagree. I think that's great. Um, but uh, let's see here what Smug says in the chat. Thank you for the super chat, Smug. He says, Mark Murphy doesn't get nearly enough blame for this. He and he inherited Mike McCarthy, Ted Thompson, and Aaron Rodgers. These are all his hires. Man, that's a good point. I've been a big Mark Murphy fan. I know people don't like him. I've always kind of thought he's done a good job because I really appreciate what he's done with Title Town and all that, you know. Yep. Um, I think he's done a phenomenal job on the business side. And keep in mind that's kind of his his main focus. But you're right, you know, he makes a good point, Tim. Like my Mark Murphy hired Brian Gudikins, right? And Matt LaFleur. Okay. Now we were all excited. I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to pretend like guys, I called this. No, sir. I was as excited for, for Goody as anyone As excited for Lafleur as anyone never liked the condensed sets, but you knew the league was going in that direction. Who am I to argue with the majority of the league wanting that type of offense, right. And that type of defense that people have grown to hate now. Um, but, (laughs) um, you hit it on the head. You,
0: you hit it on the head though. Um, I love Mark Murphy for the same reasons, the, uh, the business acumen and the business side of things, um, the community development and outreach that the Packers uh, do and have done and continue to do under his tenure, uh, the Town expansion, um, Lambeau Field improvements, um, things like that. I-, I love Mark Murphy for that. But then when it comes to the other side of the coin, yeah, we have uh, <laughs> we got some question marks. And it's almost like you look at our GM situation now. You know, Goody's there to run the football side of things, and Russ Ball is handling handling the money. So, you know, we kind of put people in boxes, you know, at 1265 and have everyone kind of do their jobs, um, split up duties, and sometimes this can happen. Um, but then again, it's a double-edged sword because you look at Jerry World down in down in Dallas, and the buck stops with one man. And they, they've had their own issues uh, the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. So, you know, there is no perfect answer, perfect scenario for this. Um, but I think it's fair to say that uh, some of the blame could fall on on Murphy. I mean, hey, it starts at the top, right? Doesn't yeah. get much higher than the, the president. So,
3: yeah. yeah, I agree, man. Um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Again, what what it's saying is 2025. That's what I'm hearing, you know. Not, I'm trying to think of how, how we turn this into success in 2024 um, when you just made your roster weaker in 2024 by getting rid of the second-best player on your defense as it sits right now, only behind Rashawn Gary. And it,
0: and it makes me sick to my stomach that we're seven games into a season talking about 2024 and 2025 already. Right. There's absolutely no discussion – about what we're going to do to turn this ship around right now oh. and finish this season with some semblance of dignity. And uh, it's just sad. It really
3: <laughs> is. You that's know. the part that bothers me, too, because it's like all of a sudden that's where everything shifted to.
0: Yeah. And after and- we were told the opposite, we were told the opposite. We weren't going to miss a beat. Uh, you know, we're, we're still going to compete. And uh, we got a lot of talent on this roster. And I still believe there is because you know what? Every single player in the national football league has talent. The last guy on the practice squad has talent or he wouldn't be there. Talent doesn't mean anything without the prep, the hard work, the scheme, the dedication, the drive, the focus, all the other things that you have to do to take your talent to the next level and win football games. I mean, that's what we see the best of the best do week in, week out. There's no difference between us and any of the other 31 teams in the league. So yeah. You know, I'm I'm over the whole talent discussion. You know, what
3: are we what are we doing with the talent that we have? Yeah, that's you know? that's the other problem for sure. Um, but again, Smug, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Um, I, I'm trying not to get heated over it and everything because <laughs> it just it really bothers me to see how people do this 180. And and when they do that 180, I love going back and checking people's track record, right? Especially the ones that never admit they're wrong. Go you go back and just look and say, okay, when this, this guy kind of feels like he's carrying the water for Goody. All right, let's go through his Twitter. Let's just search his Twitter and type in Brian Gutekunst and see how many times he criticized <laughs> And you won't find it. It's kind of like the whole Aaron Rodgers thing too, by the way. You want to get controversial real quick? This is a fun one to do. You guys should you should go go do this experiment, okay? Everyone who says, oh, it didn't have anything to do with the shot, didn't have anything to do with the shot, right? It's just, I, you know, I'm tired of them, whatever go back and search Aaron Rodgers on someone who just absolutely bashed Aaron Rodgers. And I'm telling you before he came out and said that he was immunized, you will find nothing negative on him. Nothing. And after that, it's just bang, 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 bang. And that's fine. You want to hate somebody for that? That's cool. But me, I'm, I'd am i rather have a good football team and let other people make their own decisions. I don't understand why that's. A
0: yeah. Call me old team. fashioned, but I don't really not my business <laughs> it's not my business what people do with their medical decisions but you know I'm old school
3: I'm a, I'm a bigot I guess but uh let's see uh Josh Martin with the super chat thank you buddy he said is Goot trying to make us look like a premier coaching position with a high draft picks and a new rookie quarterback LaFleur gone at the end of the year um yeah I don't know man and, and you guys have heard my take on this I kind of feel bad for LaFleur um but simply because like he was put in a position to fail this year and you, I want to say that maybe they got together, like they meet constantly and Goody talked about it in his press conference that they, they talk multiple times per day because somebody asked them, um, you know, it's got to be tough on a coach because you get your players, you've spent all this time training them, right. And getting them to their peak performance, right. where they. And this is one of the few players that is performing at their peak. Right. And then all of a sudden you deal them and it's like, you know, how does that affect that coach? And he said, like, yeah, well, we talk on a you know daily basis, multiple times a day. And he just kind of, you know, blew it off. But that's what I know. say,
0: blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say the right thing because the cameras are in my face. You know, it's, like
3: it feels like it feels like Lafleur is just propped up there. Like somebody said earlier in the chat, like a patsy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you
0: know what? He'll be gone before Goody will. Oh, absolutely. At the end of the day. I mean, that's yeah. just I mean, you can see that coming. If there's going to be any firings, it, yeah. it's you know, not to, going to be the GM.
3: Coming into the season, too, Josh, maybe this is the best way to answer your question, buddy. Coming into the season, I was seeing six to ten wins. That's what I seen, right? And you guys heard me at one point. I got, you know, after those two wins, I'm going, hey, man, you know what? I, think, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to win ten games. And then, boy, it smacked me right in the face,
0: right? Yeah, but, I was higher than you were. I was saying ten wins minimum. All throughout camp. So. so
3: six to ten wins, right? But what if what if they only win four, right? That might be grounds for LaFleur losing his job. Not that I would fire him, but I could see them looking at it that way, you know? Yeah. Um, but and again, when I watch the tape, people ask me too. They ask me on Twitter, they're like, Clayton, what you know, I, I got a DM earlier from a guy. And, and actually multiples, but this one guy specifically was like, "What's what, what do you see is wrong with this offense? Like, you're watching the tape. What do you see with it? And people immediately go, well, the scheme is bad. Not the entire scheme. The passing scheme, to me, looks fine. There's times that we call all go, right? And I'm going, what are you doing there in that situation? Now, here's the thing we don't know. Are there choice routes involved, right? Could be. Neither here nor there. But – I don't see anything wrong with the passing scheme. It was the running scheme for the first several weeks of the season that just had me baffled, especially, you know, I think it was the, the first three losses was just like, why are we doing this over sifting? Why are we doing all this extra movement? Why are we trying to pull multiple guards? Let's just get good at what it was everything that Aaron was talking about, about we need to simplify this thing. And I think when he was saying simplify this thing, he was also talking about choice routes, Um, you know, maybe reducing the choice routes, that type of thing. There's many debates going on on Twitter right now about who's at fault for this and that, you know, there's a play that's circulating right now where Jordan Love drops back to pass and everyone else in the, in the formation, everyone else in the play is run blocking. And, you know, I, I won't, I don't, I'm not trying to blast anybody, but one person in particular is like, no, that's an RPO. I'm going, well, how do you see it as an RPO? Well, you know, Aaron Jones just didn't run his route. How do you know that? How do you know that?
0: Of all the guys that aren't going to run their route properly. Right. Aaron Jones yeah.
3: just didn't, he didn't run yeah. his route. So, and, and if again, same, same exact exercise. What I do go to their Twitter, Search Jordan Love. Yep. How many times have they criticized Jordan Love? None. It's just Joe Barry's the reason this offense is bad because they're not stopping people and it's long drives. It was Joe Barry. I was going, okay, got it, got it. That's a biased opinion. All right, cool. Do you? But don't climb on my Twitter feed in my mentions and try to convince me that ten guys were wrong and one was right. Right. <laughs> like, right. And you know if
0: it. And even if that was true, we're still in
3: trouble. And here's we're still too. in trouble. If it was an RPO, right? If it was an RPO, then it means Aaron Jones didn't run his route, but it also means that the, the tight end and Rashid Walker had the wrong read, too, because they're two yards down the field, and that's the play where he got called for ineligible downfield. So now you've got three players, right, that that completely debunks your theory, but just brush that under the rug and let's not even talk about it. Um, and again – that's the thing that's so hard to stomach about a bad season. And this goes on all across the league. It's not, you know, we're not the only ones dealing with it. Right. But it's how people try to mold the narrative to fit what they think is in, and, and, and many times it's, they're already dug in on something. They're dug in on something. It's, I can't be proven wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Yep. And it's also okay to say, I don't know. It's like people in this, especially the social media era, like, it's it's not okay to just go, yeah, man, I screwed it up. I got that one wrong. <laughs> you know well, what I'm here,
0: saying? Here it is. That's that's what we do here. We have no problem admitting uh, I've been when wrong, we
3: were wrong so many times, dude. Yep. And it, you will hear me go, yep. I, I've been a, wrong
0: wrong a lot already this year, and I'm mm-hmm. sure it won't be the last time, but I'll tell you one thing, I'll be free to free to admit it when it happens, and I have no problem getting called out when I am wrong. Yep. And you know, when I'm right, I don't break my arm patting myself on the back either. You know, at the end of the day, you know, look, we got, we got issues with our football team right now and uh, we can find out who's at fault all day, but if nothing's going to improve, what difference does it make? So at at some point we have to look at things like, like Josh just said in the chat, you know, like, it's a great point. You know, is he trying to make this look like a sweet gig? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, which is crazy as if you have to make the Packers look like a sweet gig, but, you know, given the last few seasons and the way things have ended up for us, I, I think you do. I think you'd have to sell someone on coming here and taking over this team if, if in fact, LeFleur is not the guy after this year. But uh, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I'm going to come back to the chat here in a minute because there's some really good comments. I'm going to try to lock it lock it in there. Um, locker room reaction. You know, they were asking about, they asked Goody about that. Check this out. I think it was Matt and tweeted this out. These were quotes from players today meeting with the media in the locker room about Russell Douglas being traded. Quote, I'm still sick to my stomach. Another player said, it's tough. It hurts. Another one said, we took a blow. And another one said, I was pretty surprised to say the least. I was pretty surprised to say the least. Like, that's someone in your locker room going, dang, dude. Like, that that was one of the shining points of the roster. Now, here's the thing. If you trade him, what is that message sent to the players? It's that, hey, we don't care about winning. Whether you believe – whether Goody thinks that's the message or not, that's the message the players are going to get. Sure. Now, granted, the players are still going to try to perform because they're playing for their checks, they're playing for their career, all that – they're playing for each other, that type of thing. But I just want you to rewind back to two, three, whatever, however many years ago it was, Tim. And they were talking about that text message going around in that group that people mentioned in here about referring to Brian Gudikins as Jerry Krauss. Oh, by the way, I was saying that's ridiculous that they're they're doing that. That's what I'm saying. I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. This is one of those many situations where I was wrong because he has completely ran it into the ground. And people say, how can you say that, Clayton? Name name Goody's best move in the last year. What was his best move? What was his best draft pick? Name it. Like, seriously, last year, right, not this, this last draft, but the one before, what was the draft pick? We go, bam, nailed it. That's a good one. No, you know what I mean? There's I'm sure there's good ones there, Tim, but nothing goes, yeah, man, great move. What was the free agent signing? <laughs> Rasul's the one that comes to mind for me. And yep. now he's gone. And there's people on Twitter going, literally, they're 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 you know, doing their victory lap going, look at Goody, got him for nothing and turn it into a third. I'm going, don't we want good players on the on the team? Like that's the yeah. other one
0: too. Like Goody was the guy who let Jordy walk and in- brought us Jimmy Graham also, correct? Right. So, right. I mean, yeah. making making moves that make fans upset is, you know, nothing new.
3: Right. And I'm not here saying that I completely disagree with the Jordy move. I just don't like the fact that they didn't even offer him a contract.
0: That right. Yeah, that was my That's thing. That's the
3: part that hurts. If he's the fourth best wide receiver, well, he'll take snaps from the young ones. You mean like <laughs> – like no. this year, cause that's what we were chanting going into the year, right? They could um, have
0: offered him two two or three million bucks and let mm-hmm. him just finish his career as a packer. Yeah, I mean, we would have got at the very least the same level of production that we got out of Jimmy Graham that year, if mm-hmm. not more. So
3: definitely. All right, so we got a couple comments. Well, let me go back. I don't want to skip over these comments, but people are naming off what they think are Goody's moves, and this is what I want to hear for sure. Um, let's see here. Carly said something up here. First of all, Christian said, this organization is such a bad place, I can't believe it. Um, I agree. I didn't see this coming, Chris, to be honest with you. Uh, Carly Ray says, they will not can Murphy. Can you imagine trying to hire a new GM if you push a guy out the year before he retires? Not going to happen. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Brent says, Goody is never wrong. Um, here's the other thing too. He doubled down on this. I didn't have the soundbot for you, Tim. It probably would have made you nauseous. But Goot also said Myers is having his best year.
0: No, um, no. Does that statement right there that makes you question competency at at, at mm-hmm. your job, right?
3: Either he's we're, lying, or right. We're missing something. Bitter.
0: Or or he or he he must think that we're not going to take that serious. But like, no. are we supposed to take that serious when you say that? Because if we are, if you are being serious, there's there's a serious issue with how you're viewing the play on the field.
3: Yeah. And, and our opinion is formed not off of our, you know, just what we see and what we think we know about football. And I say those terms specifically, what I mm-hmm. think I know about football, because I'm not going to sit here and pretend to understand player evaluation better than yep. Brian Gudikins or understand schematics better than Matt LaFleur. That's not what I'm sitting here saying. But when I talk to people like Mike Wall, who breaks down the tape and he's looking up and he's going, I mean, Josh Myers is an average center. And then he shows clips on Twitter of Josh Myers absolutely whiffing on his block, falling flat on his face, then looking up off the ground like what happened. And that's a second round pick. Right. It's just I don't know, man. It's it's Why good, not
0: just uh, say something like, hey, Josh is having his struggles, but, you know, we believe in him and we're that's our guy and we're going to let him play through it and see what happens on the uh, as the season progresses. I would have respected that more. Then you talking to me like I'm an idiot and saying that Josh is playing the best football of his career. That's all I gotta say. I mean, yeah. hey, I'm not gonna get heated either. Take a Mike, take a breath.
3: Mike's been on one. Y'all need to go check out at, at Mike Wall 68. Um, he's been he's been on a roll here lately because he 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 uh, he thinks. I, I say he thinks. I'm not trying to sound like you know like a backhanded comment. I believe him when he says it. It's about fundamentals and what they're actually coaching and teaching. All right. Um, So he would probably side with Goody a little bit more than even we would. You know, I don't think he looks at that roster and goes, this roster is horrible. He's just looking at it going, what are they teaching over there? Because you can see the fundamentals or the lack thereof. Deadfish in the chat said, we had 12 for years, which was tough on salary cap. Hard to keep your roster top notch when so much money is going to one player. Uh, Packers drafted a lot of players in the last two years hoping – See, hoping here we go. Hoping they would still be competitive, but it didn't work out. So, anyone older than 28 will probably not be re signed. Let them go for comp picks. They have 11 picks next year, rebuild on. Yeah, it's that's exactly what's happening. Dead fish. Now, as far as the Aaron Rodgers comment, go back and look at his cap hit. Look at his cap hit over the years. It'll surprise you. I mean, it'll, and immediately people go, Well, that's not the whole contract. That's what was allocated toward the cap. And the only reason you had to eat the forty-some million this year is because you decided to trade him one year in to a three-year extension that was one hundred fifty million guaranteed on top of the money that you had already pushed out. Um, and then people freak out when Aaron Rodgers takes a pay cut in New York. Imagine if Goody had included him right in the conversation. And and listen, I understand that I'm in the minority with this stance. I'm totally cool with people disagreeing. Totally cool with it. But imagine if he had included him in the roster move talks, right? The reason he came out and went scorched earth in that presser where he looked like an absolute hippie and he hadn't washed his hair in about three months. um, That specific presser was because that was the moment that he came to the realization and Tay came to the realization that I'm not coming back here. I'm done trying to deal with this guy. That's what it, and here's what's crazy. Tay has taken the high road and said he has nothing against Goody, right? No, me and Goody are fine. It was business, but, that ship sailed. They weren't willing to pay him what he felt like he was worth. They wanted to lowball him and say, give me, you know, let's look at it one more year. I'm out. That's why Aaron went scorched earth that year. But people who say it's ridiculous that a quarterback wants, say, in the personnel, okay, then it was ridiculous that Peyton Manning won Super Bowls with Indiana, Indianapolis Colts because that dude cut people on the field, guys. Like, that's not that's not a rumor. That happened, that someone made a mistake and he said, I want him cut. Everybody loves Peyton Manning, right? Why do they hate Aaron Rodgers? And he just wanted a little bit of say, right? We know why. Immunization. (laughs) That's it. All right. Garrison Anderson in the chat said that's probably the toughest thing. I don't know if love is, quote, the guy due to everything around him. I know upside is there, but it's hard to sort out. Yeah. I, I think that's a very, very fair assessment, Garrison. I do, man. And that's the part that sucks is because we've built a roster in a way that we won't know for sure at the end of this year, if if Love has a good year, if he finishes with a good year, and, and there are good things, right? The accuracy is a big issue, Tim. But if if he comes out this year and he finishes with twice as many touchdowns as he does interceptions and he gets that completion percentage somewhere up or around the 60% range, hell, 58, I'd be happy, right? If he finishes somewhere in there, then you go, okay, with this roster, the way it's playing and you know the lack of communication and all the things going on around it, maybe we've got something. But when I see him, like people were mentioning in the chat, hopping in the pocket, late on the throws, inaccuracies, uh, bad pre-snap decisions, and somebody mentioned can. Like I, I cringe too. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody earlier in the chat said I, I, they kind of cringe when, when he, they hear him can out of the play because he thinks he's seeing something that he's not. That's what we refer to as seeing ghosts, right? Yep. Um, people made fun of uh, Sam Darnold a few years ago against the Patriots because he said they, they had him mocked up and he sat on the, the bench and said, I'm seeing ghosts out there. What he's talking about is coming to the line, the play call, all right, this is the play that we were going to call based off of everything we prepped for all week long, based off of their tendencies from the last four games, saturation plus the last two head-to-head. Here's what, the way we're going to attack it. You go out there, they show you a different look, sugaring, and then you change the play or can out of a play or make a slight adjustment, snap the ball, and they're in the exact look that you prep for, and now you're out of that good play and into a bad play. That's what they refer to as seeing ghosts when you hear people talk about that. I'm sure you guys know about that in the chat, but in case somebody didn't, that's what they're always uh, talking about there. So, um, All right, cool, man. I think we're about ready to wrap up, Tim. We're at the hour mark. Um is there anything else you want to hit on? But do you want me to play that presser one more time for you?
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm good, man. Good? I'm good. Yeah, I I've heard enough. Um, and <laughs> I've heard
1: heard
0: it, enough. And heard nothing all at the same time. Um, yeah. You know, it's sad. You know, we always said Clayton. You know, we're we're building a team. We're not collecting talent. And uh, unfortunately, that's it looks like we're collecting talent.
3: That's what it feels like, dude. Yeah, nah, that's so. Using my own words against me. That's exactly what it feels like, Tim. I didn't even think about that, man.
0: Yeah, we are. We're, it looks like we're collecting talent. And um, it's it's sad as a fan. You know, I don't want to hear about next year and the year after. I want to hear about riding the ship this year. Um, but at the end of the day, you know what? Regardless of the moves that are being made, um, these players got to go out and execute. And you brought up a good point. They're playing for each other. These guys are playing for each other. They're playing for their contracts. They're playing for, you know, you know their value at their position in this league, uh, especially young players who know they got a few years left on a rookie deal. This is their chance to, uh, you know, get an extension. So, you know, you want to put it all out there on the field. Um, so I think the players can take this upon themselves to just go out there and try and grit out some wins, and hopefully we'll see some fight. But uh, as of late, we haven't and it seems like there's a disconnect, uh, in between the locker room and the front office for sure. Um, judging by just the sheer shock, uh, a lot of these players, uh, were under when Rasul was dealt. So I, I, I think that there's a, there's a gap there between, uh, you know, management and the team. And I guess there isn't any organization there has to be. Um, I don't know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. I keep quoting Roadhouse, but It's just, it's just what it is, man. Um, And you know what? Nothing's going to change for us. Um, At least from my perspective, I've I've been through worse as a Packer fan, believe it or not. And uh, it'll get better. We'll be back on top. You know, when you're down, you feel like you'll never get up. And when you're on top, you feel like you'll never fall off. So we have to just ride the storm guys, try and stay positive. Keep your eye on your favorite young players on this team and look for improvements. Uh, Carrington Valentine comes to mind. Clearly this guy is going to get thrown into the fire. Uh, hopefully he responds. You know, he was a half step, maybe a step behind in coverages last week. Maybe that changes this week. Maybe we got something, you know, try to leave on a positive note. Yeah. Um, best, best of luck to Rasul out in Buffalo.
3: Yeah. Lee86 in the chat said, Rasul had too much dog to him. Barry wants soft, passive players. Hello. And they said, JK, JK. <laughs> start up in here tonight. Um, yeah. And, and they asked Goody, if you guys heard that part of the presser, they asked Goody, um, you know, he was talking to players at the locker. Did that have anything to do with it? And he said, no, absolutely not. Like, Rasul's a leader. You know, so it's just the value in those picks. If you guys look at the uh, you look at the thumbnail for this video, you'll Kind of see how I was feeling when I created it's goody with heart emojis in his eyes, staring at the NFL draft sign, <laughs> right? But uh, that's uh, yeah, it's tough for me. I, again, man, the the part that that gets me is just the the waffling, the the jumping back and forth. And here's the thing, like you know, Jair Alexander said earlier today. I tell people all the time, we can win out. There's ten games left. We can win out. I would love to see that happen. There's nothing I would want more to see this team just completely turning around, right? That would be absolutely awesome. I don't see how that move made us a better team, right? Now, if it does happen, like many times before, and we always do in this pod, you'll hear me go, guys, boy, I was wrong. I was wrong. And I hope that's the case. I just can't stand the waffling. I can't stand the the going back and forth. These people that – I mean, it was last year. It was Aaron Rodgers' fault. And in the offseason, we got in this shouting match where these same people – we're screaming the whole offseason, this isn't a rebuild. And they were mad that the media was calling it a rebuild. This, this ain't a rebuild. This is a loaded roster, right? Then last week, all we heard was, we just got to get a win. We need a spark. We got to, you know, we need leaders to step up like Rasul did. Rasul stepped up last week, right? And now Rasul gets traded the very next week. And that was a good move because, you know, we're not competing until 2025 anyway. Like, <laughs> Come on, people. Please, please don't be that person. Don't be that guy. So uh all is right. that
0: the goal? We found out we're hosting the draft in 25 and Goody's like, man, we're getting that number one pick.
3: Who just said that? Where did you hear that? <laughs> did you just did you just come up with that?
0: I'm just saying, like it makes did you wonder. No,
3: don't you know? Did you just come up with that, Tim? Yeah, what man. I'm not
0: that? looking at nothing right now. I'm staring at at you on the screen. I just yeah, oh, thought God, crossed my mind.
3: Question. Tim, I need you to lay it out for me, okay? Really briefly, what did you what? Explain what you mean with that comment. We're signing off. Go ahead. Draft in 2025
0: at Titletown at at Lambeau Field in in Green Bay, and uh, what hype it would be if the Packers were also picking first in that draft, or second, or third, or God Almighty. And I can't
3: believe you've done to this done this to me in this program. Hey
0: man, you know, Jacob's not here. I gotta pick up the slack, man. This is Jacob's uh this conspiracy corner brought to you by Jacob. Um he will be back to host uh his segment uh soon. So shout out to Jacob. But yeah, um, you know, and I'm I'm totally just you know BSing here. Like I don't actually believe that, but
3: Tim, uh, you can't go back on it now, man. No, I'm not, I'm You're just not really saying it makes thinking.
0: you think it makes you think like. Why are we already talking about 2025? Like, oh, why? Because we, we're hosting the draft. So I, I don't know. Is he going to take a quarterback in 24 and and take a, I don't know, take a whole bunch of linemen in 25? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> You know. God this is what you have to do when your team's not winning games. <laughs> Packers just, just win a game so we can we can change our subject matter here, man. Just just win, man. I love it, dude.
3: It's unbelievable, man. We're sitting here talking about the 2025 NFL Draft.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's November 1st,
3: 2023. 1st, and I'm having to watch 4-4 four four Bowling Green play 2-6 and six Ball State. God. I will remember this this Wednesday for the rest of my life. Well,
0: Clayton, on Sunday, you're going to have to watch the Packers play the Rams. So,
3: Well, hey, you heard Goody. At least they are planning on, you know, that's the only thing they're focused on is just beating the Rams.
0: That's Mm. it. That's okay. I might so. have to pop pop over there tomorrow and we'll see what Tim, practice what, looks like.
3: <laughs> Tim, don't you get yourself in trouble? What if what if they come out Sunday, dude, and just absolutely boat race the Rams by forty points? Wouldn't oh, you,
0: hey, you will if see you me. Out, hey. I'm gonna. I will try and put this helmet on my head.
3: <laughs> if hey, they, if they get away, will have three interceptions, a pick six. You know what I'm saying? Just go absolutely off.
0: Let's go. Keyshawn's gonna house her, a kickoff return. Let's let's do it. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm all for the positivity. Let's think think positive. I'm done thinking about 23 or uh, 24 and 25. Let's 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 put that on the on the back burner for a while.
3: God, right. oh, first pick of the 2025. <laughs> who walks up there to the podium? Who 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 does it?
0: Goody. What do you mean? <laughs> it Better be Goody.
3: You're gonna see you see Roger Goodell walk out there, right? And start, yeah. to wave at, start to wave at the crowd, and then Goody's going to pop on stage Christ like
0: God. Roadhouse. I tell you right say, now,
2: welcome to the draft.
0: If it, if it ain't Goody announcing our pick in the twenty-five <laughs> draft, it, my vote is for Matt Ramage. I yeah, want Matt Ramage five daddy sodas in announcing our pick. I'm calling it now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Matt Ramage is a national treasure, yep. and he needs to be protected at all costs. That's Absolutely. All I I love that dude, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that draft. We still got a little bit of time, but uh I will be there for sure. We'll try to set up something and uh and do a little live broadcast and try to get with Ryan and do that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yep. Um, yeah. So all right, we're out of here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out in the chat. You guys were absolutely awesome. Want to give a special shout out to everybody with the super chat, Josh Martin, Robert Allen, Smug Industries, United Bates, Boz um let's see yeah that's everybody thank you guys so much man it 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 means a lot to us that you're supporting the the stream and here's the other thing too everyone else comment and please don't please don't think it doesn't mean we don't appreciate you just as much you know what i mean everybody in here is what makes this thing so great i never in a million years would have thought i'd be doing a podcast and then a year year and a half in i never would have thought that the podcast would be flourishing because we're leaning on the chat and just including people in the conversation. Um, because I mean that's the secret, man. It's it's all about the fans and everybody kind of giving their opinion, you know. That's what makes this thing fun. Um, Chris seeing down with Murphy in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> God
0: you see the one about my hair too? That was a good one.
2: Somebody making fun of your hair, bro.
0: No, it was let's see if we can find it. That where
3: was pretty barely... here. Who
0: was it? Who was who did that? I gotta oh, podcast at? here. Here we go. Eric Sutherland.
3: Eric, see Eric's always taking shots, man. Let's no, see what but it, this is great. Eric Sutherland. Tim had dreadlocks at the start of the season. <laughs> now the <poor> guy was. <laughs> Oh, that's a Photoshop waiting to happen. Eric, I don't know if you're on Twitter. Oh man. Be ready. That one's happening. If oh. Tim gives me approval, I'm making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're out of here guys. Thank y'all so much for making this fun and, uh, just keeping things lighthearted and thanks for respecting each other in the chat. And, uh, it's, a, it's always a blast, Tim. Thank you, buddy, for your time. Always great talking ball with you. And we will be back, I promise you. The the Packers will will return. It's just right now it's hard to kind of see exactly where the vision is other than 2025. And, and I, I say it sarcastically, but I also say it with a kind of a, a little bit of that's the only thing I can come up with right now. But uh, we'll see what happens, man. Hey, who knows? Like one thing Goody said in that presser, right, was it's an opportunity for other people to step into a leadership role, right, Mm -hmm. with that void that was left by Rasul. So uh, I hope Rasul goes out there and gets a Marine because I I really like that guy, man. He's just a stand-up dude for sure. So um, with that being said, tomorrow we'll have Paul Brett on the show. He's going to come in here and give us some insider stuff. I love the fact that he's our Packers insider. Um, Dude does a phenomenal job. So we'll, we'll uh, look forward to that conversation like we always do. We'll hit on the injury report tomorrow, too. We just had a lot to go. You know, we hadn't heard from Goody since training camp, so I thought it'd be important to kind of get some of the gist of what he said. And, uh, you know, here's the thing, too. If there's people in the chat that you like Goody, right, and you think he's doing a good job, listen, we're not here to try to, you know, convince you to believe the way we believe, right? But we're just kind of calling it as we see. And I wanted to get back to some of those draft picks that people are talking about. You know, they mentioned Zach Tom, great draft pick, right? Um, they mentioned Quay Walker. I think that was a great pick as well. Devontae Wyatt is a pass rusher. My goodness. Awesome. Right. Um, you know, there, there were definitely some good picks in there. It's just some of this stuff, just, I, I don't, it, it's hard to understand exactly the direction the team's going in. Um, but again, I'm just a dumb redneck. What do I know? I'm, I'm darn sure not on the the level of Goody with talent evaluation or Matt LaFleur with schematics. So, um, I just, I'm just glad we're along for the ride, man. It's been a blast. So, Tim, thank you for your time. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. Appreciate you. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. I'm going to be putting polls out uh, more often. I did one up on Jordan Love earlier today that we'll, uh, we'll mention the uh, the results tomorrow. The whole purpose of that is just to kind of uh, test the pulse of, uh, of Packer Nation and kind of understand, okay, um, what are people thinking right now, right? And most of the time I find myself going, man, I'm in the minority. <laughs> and that's cool, right? It's it's nice to kind of get that that information too. But thank you guys, like I said, for making us part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back Go. The power sweep.
0: Actually, it's the, it's the lead play on in our,
1: in our offense. Come tackle. Take the defensive end if he's over, There's the attack. Drive down the first man who is inside. We pull back and come in. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows.
0: Go right by him and feel inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he
3: comes all the way around. So look at this play, we'll be trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.